Blog Talk Radio. This is Pastor Don Fraker of Cross Lutheran Church and School, and you're listening to One City Under God. Hello, my name is Regret. I'm pretty sure we have met every single day of your life. That is right. My name is Jason Dias, and this is One City Under God, and I am Generation X. And my name is Caitlin Anderson, and I am Generation Next. But that is not actually our intro. This is actually our intro. Why not now? Why not here? Why not again? My name is Jason Dias, and I am Generation X. And my name is Caitlin Anderson, and I am Generation Next. I was so ready to go, Caitlin. I've had everything laid out here for almost three hours. I actually did not push. <laughs> I did not push the wrong button. Um, uh, I actually arranged these in chronological order: uh, one city open, one city break, all the other stuff. And when I clicked the one city open, it just kept spinning. And so you know me, if I don't hear that opening cue in what three seconds, my my heart rate goes from about you know 60 beats per minute to 200 beats per minute. Uh, and so I punched up the next bump, which of course was Pastor Fraker. But anyway, um, God's blessings on all of you in the new year. Happy New Year to you uh, from Caitlin and myself. It's going to be a year of many, many milestones. In fact, in two days, Caitlin, something very, very important happens, doesn't it? Yeah, I actually, I'll have to get in trouble and actually go to jail for all the bad things I do now, <laughs> unfortunately. I am turning the big 1-8. One one two so, days. It is, it is her birthday. I am, it's different, right? I mean, you're 18. It's a, it is kind of a big deal. It is. I was thinking about it. And though, you know, they say you're 18, you know, you're an adult now. I'm really debating the whole adult thing. Like, what part of adult, like, applies in that? Do I have to act like an adult? Do I have to look like an adult? Do I have to talk like an adult? Like, I'm not really sure which parts, like, apply to me. Um, So I'm definitely excited about voting. That's, like, a big one that I'm, like, woo so excited. Uh, But everything else I'm kind of skeptical about. I'm just going to, like, continue being my old, good, sometimes childish, but not childish in a bad way childish as in youthful and excited and a lot of energy so 18's not stopping me i'm gonna keep going <laughs> it's got to be different for you i i graduated from high school when i was 17 so i never had that sense that hey i'm an adult but yet i still have to be at judson high school at 754 every single morning you know it was 
I never felt like I was an adult still living in kind of a, a teenager world of high school, but I'm, I'm, it is kind of a big deal. You'll be turning 18 in two days on Wednesday, so happy birthday. Um, here we are in our third calendar yeah. year on the show of uh, a year of many milestones, turning 18. You're going to graduate from Canyon High School in May. Uh, my sole tax deduction, my son Evan, will be graduating from Cross Lutheran in May, uh, bringing to a close a, a very meaningful and spiritual and blessed nine-year journey that our family has been on um, over at Cross Lutheran, where also you graduated from. So today we want to talk about, um, we've got to go back and just recap the Keep Christ in Christmas concert, our last show of 2014. Um, I want to talk about my perception of our Christian faith, um, some of the things that I've been thinking about during the break, I told you, Caitlin, in the pre-show that I – last year, Caitlin, I did more broadcasts than I've ever done before. I went back and looked um, over 340 broadcasts in all the different channels that I do. That's how I make a living. I do podcasts Ooh. and broadcasts for um, businesses and banks and credit unions and brands around the country. And when when we were finished that Sunday night at Keep Christ and Christmas, I was – I mean, I was so relieved. I was so glad not to have anything to do for the next 10 to 15 days, and I was so looking forward to um, the show today. And, of course, the first musical bump didn't work, but that's okay. It's New Year's. So. <laughs> well, me too. I kind of felt the same about the Keep Christ in Christmas um, event, the concert. I was like, it was a great start off to the uh, Christmas season for me. I just got chills, you know, seeing all of the awesome Christian members of New Braunfels standing as one, standing united, and just singing praises to his holy name. That was just so powerful and awesome for me, people from all different denominations, all different parts of town. Um, that was really, really great. And it kind of was like, I was kind of thinking to myself, and I was like, is this what heaven is going to be like? People <laughs> from all over coming together just praising like the whole time. So that was really great, and it's definitely a great start out to my lovely relaxing Christmas holiday. Jason, what did you do for Christmas? I had a great I had a great Christmas um break in vacation. When I was when I was your age and younger, uh, elementary, middle school and high school, I loved the Christmas break. I loved those two weeks off not going to school. But when you become an adult, a lot of times you're working during the Christmas season and when I finally got to a point in my life where I could pretty much take off all of December um every year it seems like it goes from one week to two weeks to three weeks to most of of December but we had a great Christmas here at the house um my son got a crossbow for Christmas which I've probably used more than he has in the backyard I set up a crossbow <laughs> range in the backyard and I've been having a blast with that, we didn't travel anywhere. I don't like to travel uh, at Christmas time. I like to be home with my family and my parents down in Universal City, and my sisters and my brother came down. Um, you know, you know how it is, Caitlin. It's just, it is a great time. And I told you also in the pre-show, and well, before I go there, I I agree with you 100% about Keep Christ in Christmas. It was the second year. You weren't there the year before because you were traveling. You were in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the 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 year before it was totally chaotic with the Wi-Fi. Now, this year, the Wi-Fi worked great. I was the one that screwed up and programmed the show for, for 15 minutes instead of two hours, but most people listen to this show in the archive anyway. I, A, 
had never heard – this is one of my absolute favorite – and this is something else we're going to talk about today. Our good buddy Valerie Leitz, the, the former music teacher at Cross Lutheran, put something up on Facebook about how we don't always sing in church anymore. A lot of the bigger churches, people watch the praise band perform, but they don't sing along like we do in a lot of churches with the hymns that everyone sings together as part of of the service. Well, I have – there are certain Christian hymns that I just absolutely love and the mariachi band caitlin i thought they i mean i mean it was just how great thou art in a mariachi um uh, arrangement and it was abs i listened to it three or four times that night driving home because i downloaded the because we had to do the show (laughs) in two parts by the time the show Mm -hmm. was over the first part of the show had already downloaded on my podcast on my phone, and my wife and I met it at, at Cracker Barrel for dinner after that show. And on the way up and on the way back, I listened to that song over and over. I just absolutely <laughs> – had, had you ever heard that song in that in that context? Um, No, I haven't. Like, not by a mariachi band. I was just blown away. <laughs> I've only heard mariachi band music play traditional – uh, right. Their traditional music, and so having them play hymns was just so great, and the crowd went crazy. They loved them. They were definitely a crowd favorite. Well, when uh, when I was like I said today, we're going to talk about our our goal for the for the year, the name of the show in the year of our Lord twenty fifteen, notwithstanding the many milestones, um, but with with Caitlin turning eighteen, and I, I want the show to take on a different key signature, if you will, in musical. Parlance, where we come on and talk about our Christian faith and our tremendous history that makes up the Christian church, our perceptions on our Christian journey, which is never perfect. Um, you know, I told you, for me, for many years, part of our Christmas tradition is that I would go to Mass with my parents, the Catholic Mass, the Midnight Mass, um, which I enjoy doing for many, many Years I left the Catholic Church a long, long time ago, and if I hadn't, I would I would certainly be leaving leaving it now. Um, as an example of some of the things that I want to talk about this year, very honestly and candidly, um, the the, Christ, the the Catholic Pope um, is doing and saying some things that I don't think are are helpful to the Christian cause and the strength of our Christian faith. And with you, you know, kind of turning that that corner, which might seem a bit imaginary because you're still in high school and still living at your parents' home, but, uh, Caitlin, I mean, you've always seemed kind of like an adult since the day I met you back when you were in sixth grade <laughs> at Cross. Very mature, very, very thoughtful, very, very well-spoken about um, what you believe. When we get back from the break, um, we're going to talk about, again, um, I-, I told Caitlin in the pre-show, when I walked through the house today, Caitlin, did y'all take down all your decorations or are they still up? Nope, they're still up. <laughs> they normally been, stay up past my birthday. We normally keep them up to stay festive for my birthday. For years, we've been very, very good about taking stuff down on New Year's Day, but because we had sort of the extra long weekend this year, we kind of wrapped it up yesterday. We took the, everything was gone yesterday, and when I walked through the house today, and of course uh, the Cross Lutheran kids are still out. They didn't go back to school today the way the Candy kids did. Caitlin, you know how it is. The house felt empty. 
You know, there were no mm-hmm. lights. There was no color. There were no baby pictures of, you know, sitting with Santa and opening presents and stuff like that. And I thought, you know, what I want to do in the year of our Lord 2015 as we get started is I want to try to keep that that Christ and Christmas feeling that we both had at the concert. I don't want to feel like I put that away. I did put up all of the, the, the Christmas trees and the garland and the pictures and the you know the framed pictures of snowy days that we never get here in Texas, but we put up as part of our Christmas decorations. I really want to try to keep that that way I felt it keep Christ in Christmas. But of course it's juxtaposed against in the show description what I believe tough year for our Christian faith that is twenty 14. Uh, one of my favorite verses that reminds me of the New Year is from Micah 7-7. But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God my Savior. My God will hear me. The New Year is all about hope. We A lot of times we'll say, oh man, I hope this year is better than last year. I hope this year is as good as last year. When we get back from the record, we're going to keep talking about our digital mission, Caitlin and my digital mission, and we'll do it all. Right after this. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. This is Pastor Jeff Marco from the New Braunfels Church of the Nazarene, and you're listening to One City Under God. New Year from Jason and Caitlin. This is One City Under God, the only online radio show about all the latest and greatest things happening right here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. Now, Caitlin, you stayed in town, too, for the Christmas holiday? I did. We went um, to Wimberley to visit my dad's parents in that side of the family. It was really awesome. Definite highlight. My grandparents got a new baby yellow lab puppy. I saw that. So we played... We played with little Annie all break, and it was so, so fun, and I definitely miss her a lot. I can't wait to see her again. That's awesome. Um, hey, listen, folks, in the in the new year, uh, in the year of our Lord, 2015, like I said, it's our third calendar year here on the radio show. Um, when, I was, when I was sitting down very, very early this morning, I put the show description up early this morning, um, I wasn't sure what to call it. I went through a lot of different ideas and decided let's just kind of keep it focused on the calendar. It is a new year. We all kind of kind of just getting going again. I felt like this is my first day back at work. Uh, but like a lot of people, I am evaluating my hope for this year based upon what happened last year. Uh, as a, as a, an American or as a, a Westerner, I look at my life in terms of calendar years. I, I sense, Caitlin, and sensed last year especially, that our Christian faith was really under attack. I use that vernacular many times in emails and conversations with people. Our Christian faith is under attack from within and from without. And in the show description I put, for the first time in my life, and I spoke of myself specifically, I sense that Christianity is not maybe not on the decline, maybe that probably bad choice of words, but man, it's really struggling to resonate. And then in the pre-show, you seem to have a more optimistic view of it, which was very encouraging. Tell me about that. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of an optimist when it comes to the Christian faith um, because God does promise us victory um, in the end. 
and he does promise that yes, while while the present time may be trouble, there's there we there is eternal victory and Christ reigns over all um, in the end. But also, um, on the more worldly standpoint, I do I do find myself being encouraged a lot by uh, the fellow members of my generation. I feel like a lot of kids. Um, and young people that are coming up are very um, active in their faith and are living out their faith um, in the way that God wants them to live it out and that are they're discovering what God who God wants them to be and what God wants them to do and they're doing it passionately um, and with love and with zealous and to the glory of God so I find that really inspiring um, my Christian friends inspire me all the time and do give me hope um, for I guess the world in general yeah, I agree with you. Um, speaking of your generation, uh, this goes, gosh, this may go back to 2010, certainly uh, maybe 2011. On our other channel, um, we did a radio show with you. My, um, uh, is it Micah Shantos? Um, yes, I believe. I, think uh, it was Micah I know it's Shantos. I know it's Shantos. Isaac, Isaac Shantos. Isaac Shantos. Isaac, yes. It was you, Isaac, and Sarah Fink, and just as an aside, um, during the Christmas break, Sarah Fink uh, and her family announced her engagement. Um, she's, she was engaged during the Christmas break to uh, uh, one John Nunez Jr., so that's kind of exciting. And, and yes. I remember thinking when that happened, when we did the show with y'all, and kind of keeping up with, with y'all, as I do, I saw Miss Shantos during the break, and um, obviously we see the Finks pretty regularly, and of course I talk to you before and after the show. I'm always left with the question, do people like Caitlin, Isaac, and Sarah represent the exception in their generation or the norm? So I'm glad that you have that optimistic sense about Christianity. I, I told you in the pre-show, a lot of it's my age. As you get older, you tend to kind of look at things and see how much has changed in your lifetime. And of course, the older you get, you think it was always better when you when you were younger. Uh, one of the one of the themes I absolutely want to talk about this year is the concept of church and what it means to go to church and why we go to church and why I don't think, for myself included, by the way. That just going to church and showing up and doing all the procedural and sacramental things, 90 minutes on Sunday or an hour on Sunday, I don't think it's enough. I, I do believe, I, I earnestly believe that far too many people are looking to be entertained at church, that they stop going to church because they're bored or they don't they don't feel like their their needs are being met from an, an entertainment or an engagement aspect. And um, I've spent a tremendous amount of time during the break looking for some biblical reference that says church is supposed to be exciting and fun and contemporary, and I can't find any. And so that's one of the things. I, I, I really enjoyed my trip to your church, Caitlin. Um, as as we kind of closed out the year, I went to a couple of different churches. Uh, I had never been to a Presbyterian service, but I sensed like it was, again, in, in the show description, getting back to the basics. You know, the sermon that day was about Mount Moriah, you know, about Calvary, about the site of the crucifixion. And the and it, it was just – it it lacked a lot of the, the glitz and showtime atmosphere that I see at other services that I, that I attend from time to time. And I'm going to be curious to know what your thoughts are about that kind of thing. I do. I've been to several different churches um, 
uh, all different wide ranges from the most contemporary uh, churches to very, um, very conservative, reserved churches as well. Um, and I feel like the important part uh, in all of these churches, obviously, Jason, is the gospel. And I feel like in and of themselves, contemporary music and, you know, like a smoke machine with a drummer or, you know, <laughs> visuals and things like that, um, in and of themselves are not bad and are not sinful. But we do have to make sure that the teaching um, that is being preached um, and the songs that are being sung are staying true uh, to the gospel and to biblical principles. And I, so I think that uh, biblical principles are the most important. But also, I, we were discussing this in church today, uh, not today, yesterday, two days ago. Um, and I also really feel like the creeds are very important as well. Um, they're obviously not scripture. They're not God-breathed, but I feel like they are um, very important to stay on them and so that everyone has something to unite themselves on about what everyone we believe. Uh, that way we'll sh- that way we'll be able to stand stronger together. Um, but no, Jason, I've been to several different churches that have had um, very different variations, you know, from the most contemporary to my church is very conservative. Um, and I have been disappointed. I did go to a church on Christmas Eve. I will not mention the name of the church, um, but I was honestly quite confused by the sermon. And um, and the main reason I was confused was because the gospel was not presented. And mm. I feel like my heart just breaks because whenever the go- mm. whenever the gospel is not presented um, during the church service. So, so many people are missing out on the um, opportunity of possible eternal salvation and love and light and living in Christ. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a little cough. Um, especially on a night like Christmas Eve when very few, uh, when lots of people come to church for, you know, just the one time that they come every year, Christmas Eve and Easter. Um, and the sermon that was preached did sound like a, you know, kind of a feel-good, inspirational mm. thing. It referenced a pop a song and kind of drew ties mm. between this popular song um, to some sort of a nativity story, but I'm not really sure. I tried my best to understand, and I we even had a really good family discussion about it afterwards, about what this uh, pastor was actually trying to say. And we were all a little bit confused, but I think um, my message to pastors in churches um around our town and around the nation and around the world would be don't miss out on the gospel. The gospel is the most important part. If that's all you do, stick to the gospel and drive that home and make sure people understand it and stick to biblical principles. And if you just stay in the word, you really, really can't go wrong. Okay, then I couldn't agree with with you more. Um, I'm hoping it's not the church I'm thinking of. Uh, There was a, a, a church that was conspicuously absent from the Keep Christ in Christmas concert, a church that could have added so much to the evening. And that's something that I want to talk about this year very, very honestly. I think um, I think it is time as a faith to, to, to – I think as a free man, I have the right to discuss these things honestly. You're a free woman. You have the right to discuss these things honestly. And, of course, uh, throughout the course of the year, um, it's, it's never something that's easy to talk about. Um, but since I came home from the Gulf War – in 1991, I have been trying to tell as many people as I can. I remember having a very long conversation, um, Caitlin, with your dad at a golf tournament for Cross. Gosh, this has got to be five years ago uh, when you were still 
at Cross. We had a very long discussion about this before you and I ever even thought about doing um, this particular radio show, and it had to do with the issue of the, the competing fates that is Christianity and Islam. And I and I told him my experience had been that there there can be no balance there. That it's impossible to strike. And so during during the course of the year, um I want to have as candid and open a discussion about um what I really believe is a tremendous um a problem right now in, in our in our country. I fear the Pope of the Catholic faith is seeking celebrity rather than converts to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have one particular faith on the globe that routinely acts out in reprehensible and violent ways against the innocent people of the earth. There is no correlation um, in the New Testament, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you can compare it to. Um, It's going to be a different year. On this show, um, as, as you get older, Caitlin, I've, I've, I've told you many times, for the, for the folks that, that listen to the show, you should know a lot of times Caitlin and I call and talk to one another after the show. Hey, this went well. This went great. Sorry, I blew that. I forgot to do this. I forgot to ask that question. Um, whatever. Um, but you know, this show, as it evolves… Um, I, I know it couldn't be the same thing year after year. We're still going to have guests on. We're still going to talk to people that are doing great things, the 5Ks, the barbecues. Caitlin, you and I love talking to people about church activities and options for life and banquets and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm very, very much looking forward to having honest and thoughtful discussions about things that you're obviously thinking about if you had that conversation with your family because I absolutely agree with you. Christmas, uh, We used to call them in my family – Christmas Eve and Easter Sunday Christians, those people that only go to church twice a year and maybe the occasional funeral and wedding that might be held in a church. And what better time? Uh, I was so mindful of this during the Christmas season, even on my secular radio show, on my um, Wednesday show that I do for the banks and credit unions around the country. I ended talking about you can't make this stuff up. You just can't – there was no way to know that they were going to call for a census at that particular moment that would compel Joseph and Mary to go to Bethlehem and to fulfill all of these scriptures 700, 800 years in the making. You can't make this stuff up. And it really – maybe because it was our first full year on the air, Caitlin, and uh, I've really been focused on this particular show, I spent a lot of time at Christmas – forcing myself not to think about who I hadn't bought gifts for, or I had to go to the mall, or I had to go on Amazon and order this. I spent so much time reading the Bible and researching the history of that trip to Bethlehem and, and the, the gospel prophecies and the Old Testament that foretell everything that happened um, in Bethlehem that night. And so I'm really looking forward to having that conversation this year on the show. I'm looking forward to uh, having all sorts of new conversations on the show this year, too. And <clears throat> earlier, Jason, you shared a Bible verse that, <clears throat> excuse me, that you enjoy um, and you feel that really speaks to the new year. And um, I happen to be in the Target dollar section, somewhere you can find me very often. You can always <laughs> find me in Target. And um, I found this cute little chalkboard and these chalkboard markers, and I was like, oh, I can do some sort of really um, cute craft with this. 
And I was looking on Pinterest. If you have a Pinterest, you know what I'm talking about. There's all sorts of cute little Bible verses that are written out and, you know, like swirly, cursive handwriting and things like that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to find a really good Bible verse, and I'm going to put it on there, and I'm going to put it up in my room, and it's going to be really cute. Um, And I ended up doing it, and I found a really good verse that I want to focus on this year. And the verse is Romans 12.12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. And I really like it because there's three parts of it. The first part, rejoice in hope. The second part, be patient in tribulation. And the third part, be constant in prayer. And I feel like just remembering those three points for me uh, for this new year could be, you know, really essential and really good and something um, easy to focus on um, and a great way uh, to improve my spiritual life. Well, I'll tell you what, Caitlin, you will probably have to remind me of the second point, be patient in tribulation, because as you know, um, one, of my, one of my personality flaws is I'm not patient. I, I sometimes get irritated and aggravated um, with things that are going on. I think that's a great, great scripture to close out the show. Hey, folks, we're, we're looking forward to a great year on the show. Tune in um, every week. We'll, we'll keep you posted on Facebook about when the show um, is going to be live. But, of course, you can always listen later using the same link. I want to thank again everybody, Pastor Adam and the whole crew out at Grace Memorial, everybody at the Keep Christ in Christmas. It was so fun meeting people. We, we handed out a lot of cards, had a lot of new friends join us on Facebook, and uh, we, we are looking forward to a great, great year on the radio show. Hey, Caitlin, with 56 seconds, why don't you get us on out of here? All righty. I cannot believe the show went by that fast. So crazy. <laughs> so fast. But thank you. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas break and happy new year. Have a blessed week and stay strong in the Lord from Jason and I. Thank you for listening. One city 